99.9, the Noah Davis Watchcast. I'm your host, Noah Davis, and this radio voice is hard to keep up for a long time, and I'm actually impressed with how many people and how many disc jockeys in the 90s were able to do this for hours upon hours. Okay, Jesus Christ, that was a lot. I'm trying to do a little bit every episode with this, because my other podcast, I go, hello, hello, welcome, blah, 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 blah. I can say that a million times. So... This is the Noah Davis Watchcast. I'm your host, Noah Davis. I'm not even sure what episode it is, but it will be the episode it's labeled as, right? First up, we have... I'm just going to start off with the things I don't need to talk about that much. I watched The Boys Diabolic, which is a short animated anthology set within the Boys universe. It's a very hit-or-miss animated anthology. As someone who absolutely adores animated anthologies, such as Memories... Genius Party, all the DC ones, you know, the DC uh, Showcase, I think that's what one of them was called, DC Showcase Spectre, then they had the one that was Superman, Captain Marvel, then they had the Gotham Knight one, okay, I, I, I really like animated anthologies, and this one was kind of a miss, there were three that I liked, and the rest were not by the book or by the numbers, just kind of, they didn't do it for me. And I'm not sure why it just felt over overly corporate. And I know that's crazy because there's just blood and gore everywhere in a lot of the episodes. And yet it still felt corporate to me. It's odd because I watched an HBO, sorry, a, a max original not HBO max, a max original animated anthology called only you. And I, I, I dug it a lot more than, I mean, I literally watched it this week. So I know for a fact that I dug it a lot more than The Boys Diabolical because that tried to say something and there were steps it was taking in even the animation styles and the editing and the production, the directing. It felt new and fresh. Even if I didn't love some of the shorts, I loved what they were trying to do. I think there was one I didn't like, yet... The Boys Diabolical just didn't do it for me. Uh, the one that was actually a prequel set in the show universe was cool. The one set in the comics universe was cool. And the one written by Andy Samberg was actually really dope and heartfelt and way better than I assumed Andy Samberg could write a short drama. But hey, you know, people are multifaceted characters that can do a lot of unexpected things and, you know, would surprise you. Whatever. I watch those two. Don't really care to talk about them because... Animated shorts are kind of hard to watch when they're not a specific movie, such as what I mentioned with Memories, because there are three long ones there, so it's kind of easy to pick that apart, whereas these are 10 episodes, 10 to 20 minute differences, you know, 
So it's hard to go through each one and give you my opinions on each separate one unless I had a series specifically on that, which I don't. So, moving on. Abdullah the Butcher, Dark Side of the Ring. It was weird. Everybody sucked. Everybody sucks in that situation. In that whole episode, it seemed like everybody kind of sucked. So, I don't really know how to feel about the one. Because Dark Side of the Ring, even when there were unsympathetic wrestlers or people involved in wrestling, there was still a human side. But Abdullah the Butcher, it never felt 100% truthful, if that's fair of me to assess. None of it felt right. It never, it didn't sit right with me. It, you know, he claimed he was poor and couldn't read, but then Mick Foley and everyone was saying he could read. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it was a really odd episode and I'm not sure there's any other episode where I felt that way. So, moving on to what I actually can talk about. Secret Invasion Episode 5. I've been keeping up with the show. I've been talking to you about the show every week since it came out. This might be the best episode. And I say that with a, a, a little asterisk, you know, by asking myself, does violence solve everything? Because it sure as hell solves a boring show when it's done right. You know, there can be just campy, shitty violence. But... When this show has action sequences, that's when it's good. There, there's a choreography. Well, <laughs> I, I want to do another asterisk on that with a little bottom note that says, except for last episode's climax, that choreography and sequencing was terrible. Whatever. Maybe not anyone's fault specifically, but awful. So <laughs> this episode was action-packed and I absolutely loved it. It always felt moving. Always felt like I was going. Never really any time to just chill and slow down and I don't care. You know, it's a Marvel show. I don't really mind not slowing down or chilling or getting some long forced character development like they've been doing the past few episodes. So it was nice to see actual character development because of the scenes and the script and not because of background information that's being thrust upon us all. You know, it's, it's nice to see it, <laughs> to see it simplify itself. It doesn't have to corral these five plot lines into one. It kind of, it was finally connected and that's when it felt great. So it's funny that last week's episode was probably the worst episode. And then this week's episode was definitely the best episode. Samuel Jackson actually kills it in this episode. Just legitimately kills it. I will say, Olivia, I'll, I'll say my negatives. Olivia Coleman feels underutilized. She kills it in everything she's in. Okay, let me get that straight. She is an amazing actor who can do anything, I think, and absolutely phenomenal as the Queen and the Crown. I mean, just mind-blowingly phenomenal. And so when you see her for three minutes every episode, it's kind of a bummer because you know she can do so much, so much. You know, the show could have been about her character simply for the fact that she could have carried it. Not for the fact that her character could carry a show, but her as an actor could carry it. You see what I'm saying? So when you see this underutilization, it's kind of a bummer every time. It doesn't detract from the actual show because that's kind of a, of course, every review is subjective, but that's a more subjective opinion-based ideal being projected onto my review. So I don't really let that get in the way. I will say the negative about this episode is that nothing seemed revealed. 
It's been teasing reveals. It's been teasing big reveals this whole time. And we have one more episode left. What's, what's going to be the reveal? I mean, I don't even know if they've been teeing up anything. It doesn't feel as though they've been teeing up a big reveal or yeah, they had a secret scroll who's been a scroll for probably only three years. So it doesn't really feel like this big invasion worthy imitation or copycat, you know, it just feels as though, yeah, that character is a scroll now. Okay. Who cares? They're going to come back probably tomorrow, you know, or whenever this new episode comes out there, they'll probably be back or they'll be back with their next movie. You know, you know how it goes. So it's odd for me to be awaiting this reveal when I don't even know if there's anything that would blow my mind. You know, they've been, they've been talking about that literally since the show started, going to change the MCU, blah, 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 promo quotes. You know what I'm saying? So it's odd when your second to last episode doesn't reveal anything other than graphic being older than you thought he was, which makes sense because he's a scroll. So it's not even like a reveal so much as the, inherent fact that his human actor is young or youngish. So it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Is that a reveal? I don't know. I don't know, but I will say I got my wish or at least some of my wish of the super scroll and I'm in it. You know, I'm in, let's go. Let's get more super scroll. He better not freaking die next episode. If he does, he better be brought back, even though that sometimes is a cop-out, too. I don't care. I want more Super Scroll, and I want him in the purple, okay? I want him in the purple. Because back to other MCU Disney Plus shows, Baron Zemo was the best part of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And when he got the freaking mask on was just my childhood dream come true. Just seeing that in live action, actually in person, you know what I'm saying, it blew my mind. I was smiling throughout. And then he's in the mask for like two seconds and then he's out of the show, which isn't great. I still don't love that. And I, <laughs> you know, I wish he had more to do and had the mask on and did more stuff. Whatever. Winter Soldier isn't even a great show. I don't know. You know, I guess it's a little worse than this show because Secret Invasion isn't a slog to get through, you know, I can get through the episodes and last week's episode wasn't great. Or I guess by the time you're listening to two weeks episode wasn't great. So, you know, it's it still got its moments and it's still watchable as a whole. And this last episode, last week's episode was a good episode. Was it fantastic? Um, no, but it's better than most of the other episodes. So, you know, it, it's kind of, it, if it lands, it'll be solid. It'll be better than Captain, Captain Falcon. I want to say Captain Falcon and not Falcon Winter Soldier. Don't ask me. I don't know. Blame Nintendo or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this show, I think, is firmly right above Falcon and Winter Soldier. Which, I guess that might tell you something, but, you know, if you don't know my other ratings, it might not tell you anything, so I'm going to leave it ambiguous until another MCU show comes out, or until I want to talk about the last episode next week. And that's, I think, all I need to say. The action carried this episode. It made it feel alive. And that's it. 
So let's get to my last review. I watched all of the fifth season of The Crown, which is a Netflix original inspired and based on, you know, the English monarchy. You, I mean, if you haven't heard of The Crown in the last six or seven years, I don't know what to tell you. I will say season five is the worst season. It is still better than 95% of TV. I will not say it's bad TV because it really is not. It's not bad TV. But compared to seasons one through four, it's not amazing. And that's in context. I want, I want that quote, you know, it needs that context. It's not amazing compared to the original seasons. It's still solid TV. The acting is phenomenal. Everybody who's in there, whether it be Imelda Staunton, I think that's how you say her name. I've seen it pop up every single time because she's the first name that pops up. She plays Queen Elizabeth. Then you got Jonathan Price, who you might know from Game of Thrones and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, whatever. He's fantastic as uh, all the names. It's not George. Philip, I think, <laughs> as Philip. He's great as Philip. Elizabeth Debicki, 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 Debicki. Probably DeBecky. That sounds better. Elizabeth DeBecky as Diana is amazing. It's almost uncanny. And maybe I'm just basing that off of archival footage that has been funneled into me. And, you know, I haven't watched a billion hours of Princess Di. You know what I'm saying? So she's fantastic. And then you got Dominic West who plays Charles. He's fantastic. I think he's actually the one role that's better than season's three and four because Prince Charles was a huge part in seasons three and four. But I think Dominic West does a better job as that character than uh, I'm not sure his name from seasons three and four. Not that he did bad. Just, I think Dominic West did better. And then there's the guy who played John major, I believe was his name. I do not know his actor name, but he's fantastic too. The crown is usually you're there for the acting. It's an acting showcase and it's incredible every time a freaking monologue starts or, I mean, you know how it goes. You do one big speech and I'm convinced it's the best acting in the world. But <laughs> that's what this show is built around, I think, are the performances. Yet the writing is phenomenal every time. And that's in addition to the set pieces. The directing is fine. I won't say it's perfect, but it's, it's fine. The pacing is a little bit of my problems with this season, the pacing and the choice of subject matter. It makes it come off as a little more family drama or, or soap opera E than previous seasons. Yes, there has been that. I'm not going to deny that and pretend like it's a new element, but it just, it leans into the over dramatization, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know. It leans, I think too far into that. And it takes away from some of the oomph that the actual outside drama plays a part in other seasons. You know, it doesn't feel as though it's focused on the crown. I'll let that sink in for a second because the show, the show's called the crown. 
So the show doesn't, this season doesn't necessarily feel as though it's about the crown. And I think that's my singular biggest complaint. If you could sum it all up, it doesn't feel as though this season is about the crown. And that bothers me. No, again, still not a bad season of TV. It's really good TV. But when you have something so great, when you have the great seasons that were one through four, it just kind of sucks when season five is good. You know, this is not to be hating on anybody, a part of the production. It's an absolutely wonderful show, but I do have to, you know, give you the context of season five. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't slap you like the other seasons do. There aren't really twists and surprises it's more of a straight road that you drive on. There's, there aren't any turns. It's a n- real nice scenic route. You know, there, there's some great background things. Some, it's, a, it's a really well-paved road, you know? The, the road is well-maintained. It's well-kept. There's almost nothing wrong with the road, but it's just straight. And that's it. And that's the end of that metaphor because I'm not sure how much I can squeeze that out. But that's the core of my problem with season five. It's underwhelming. I will say the best part of this season was when they wandered away from the crown, which almost goes against my criticisms. I know that doesn't make any sense, but I think it truly excels when they introduced the character of Muhammad Al-Fayed and his son. I think that episode was phenomenal. I absolutely love that episode. Might be the best episode in the season. And yes, I know. I just said where it doesn't feel like the crown. Well, this specific episode wasn't about the crown at all and yet was the best episode. So I I really don't know what they're supposed to do. You know, it seems like a lose-lose situation because the era at which they are basing this season and next season around just really isn't doing it for me. And if it's not the era's fault, then, you know, it's the show's fault. And my last slight criticism is that of flashbacks. I don't mind flashbacks. I think flashbacks are totally fine, totally cool. But when the flashbacks are reminding me of a better season that's when the problem just starts to leak a little bit. It starts to seep in, you know. You're giving me shots of better things. So when I compare it actively to that, whose fault is it? You know, it's, oh, you you shouldn't base it on how good season three is. Well, guess what? They show a scene from season three or they show a scene from season one. And that is odd (laughs) because it forces me to compare it. If it wasn't in my mind, I mean, it was, if it wasn't in my mind though, it has now been introduced to my mind and that's not my fault. That's just the show showing me a better season. You know, it's, it's as though they wanted to remind you it was better. I really don't know. I really don't know the point of the flashbacks. It didn't really do much. They never really expanded the story or the, the development of those characters over the seasons. Because if you don't know, every two seasons is a different era of Queen Elizabeth's reign or, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. 
And you would think that someone who's watching the fifth season of your show would already understand how we got here from younger Elizabeth to a little younger Elizabeth to older Elizabeth. So to just remind people who are already watching season five of your show about the other seasons is just a little weird. I am now in the school of thought that flashbacks should be confined, if that makes sense. They shouldn't reach out to season one unless there's a very specific callback. Say, hey, somebody mentioned something in season one, and now it's a plot point in season six. Sure, do that. That's cool. Or do it from a different perspective. That'd be even cooler. But instead, if they were new scenes, it felt as though it was the exact same scenes from the previous seasons. And they're, they're not even a lot of flashbacks. It just is jarring when they use them because I don't remember them ever using them in seasons three and four. Because obviously, you know, the flashbacks are limited. But I don't ever remember that being a thing and I don't really like it being a thing. So yeah, this show is great. It is a fantastic show. Season four... I think it's episode eight of season four is one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. No, no. Maybe it's episode eight of season three. It doesn't matter. One of the episodes of season three or four is one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. And I think it is a phenomenal show. Credit to all the writers, the costumers, the set people, the gaffers, all of them, everything involved, editors, what have you. Great show. This season just isn't, it's not doing it for me as well. Of course, I'll watch season six, maybe on time. I took a year to watch this or almost a year to watch season five. So you might have to wait a while before you get my thoughts on the upcoming season six. That being said, that is all for this episode of the Noah Davis Watchcast. I still don't know what episode it is, but it will be the one it's labeled as. I will see you next week. Same place, same time. Be here or I don't know. You don't have to. You know, it's kind of a lot because I watch things randomly. That's your choice. That's your prerogative. I don't care. I'll see you next week, guys. Later.